The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord, be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's homily, or today's subject, invites us to go deep into the mystery in which we are all a part of. So to help us to go deep, I would like to start with a one and a half minute video. Man is a little germ that lives on an unimportant rock ball that revolves about an insignificant star on the outer edges of one of the smaller galaxies. Oh, what a put down that was. But on the other hand, if you think about that for a few minutes, I am absolutely amazed to discover myself on this rock ball rotating around a, a spherical fire. It's a very odd situation. And the more I look at things, I, I cannot get rid of the feeling that existence is quite weird. And then more so when this so-called insignificant little creature has inside his skull a neurological contraption that is able to center itself in the midst of these incredible expansive galaxies and start measuring the whole thing. That is quite extraordinary. And then furthermore when you realize that in a world where there are no eyes, the sun would not be light. And that in a world where there were no soft skins, rocks would not be hard. Nor in a world where there were no muscles, would they be heavy. Existence is relationship, and you are smack in the middle of it. Existence, when you think about it, is really quite weird. <laughs> At the very incomplete description. In the church, we say existence is a mystery. Then he also says existence is relationship. Today's feast of the Trinity I want to talk about those two things. Existence 
is a mystery. And if you try to ponder the immensity of all creation, the planets, the galaxies, the stars, billions, I don't know, of light years, and then we, a small, seemingly insignificant amount of that creation on this little planet, able to contemplate and think about and observe that creation. It is beyond us, and it's beyond our imagination, and we fool ourselves if we think we can or are expected to fully understand it all. But it can cause us awe and wonder how great existence is, and it can bring us to the point to wonder where it all came from and to wonder if there is a God. And so some atheists, some deists, some believers do that exercise and posit that there isn't or that there is a God and pretend that that can explain the meaning of existence. But for believers or unbelievers, that is arrogance, that's a mistake. That's to take the mystery and try to make it explainable. We cannot fully understand it. And God, if God exists, is not a concept that we arrive at by contemplating nature and posing how it must all come to be. Rather, in our Christian faith, God is beyond us. But, because God so loved us and is nature, he came amongst us and revealed himself to us. That's so important. God is not a concept that we create. God is a reality, a truth revealed to us. And we encounter that reality. And so, mystery, existence is a mystery, and God has revealed himself to us. Today's feast, we explain that revelation, and we explain what has been revealed to us in Scripture as that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, yet one. Does that make sense? to anyone. <laughs> and that's good, because if God truly is beyond us, if God truly is mystery who's revealed himself to us, this is the way God has revealed himself to us, and it shouldn't make complete sense. Otherwise, we should be suspicious that we invented it. And so one of the very proofs that God exists, who is mystery and beyond us, is that the revelation of God we have isn't fully understandable. However, what we can understand about the revelation and what God reveals, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father, creator of all, Jesus, true God and true man, who said, the Father and I are one, and then said there is another advocate, paraclete, I will send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, and that everything that I have, I have from the Father, in other words, God and Jesus are equal, 
and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. That's powerful. And so that God that has been revealed to us is revealed as God is relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit united in love and a relationship. Remember, existence is relationship. The other thing, this little video, positive. What does that mean? Relationships are different than concepts. When God is a concept, God is far and distant, and we can kind of change that concept any way we want. But when God reveals himself, when we encounter God, we experience a reality. And that reality is close and intimate in our lives, and it isn't just something we keep far away that doesn't really affect us, but it's something that enters into our existence that changes our existence and helps to shape it. And it's also something that has a volume control on it, if you will. Right? If I'm a friend, but I never talk to my friend, we stay distant. But if I work hard at coming closer, that relationship then is more a part of my existence and it affects my existence. And so God has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit, we can relate to that God as a person, not totally understood because it can't be contained in our personal relationship on this earth. But the more we work on that relationship, the more time we spend trying to understand who Jesus is and encounter him in the scripture by the power of the Holy Spirit, the more time we spend in prayer and worship, the closer that God's existence is to us or closer our existence is to God, and it transforms us. The Gospel says, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit wants to give us everything that is God, everything that is his. What is that? Goodness, virtue love, fulfillment, meaning. And so the quality of our existence depends on the quality and the closeness of our relationship to God revealed to us in Jesus Christ. And the closer we are to Christ, the more virtuous we are, the more loving we are, the more it shapes our existence, the more we are alive as God intended us to be. And so it's a great gift that we are invited to take advantage of. It's a mystery revealed to us that is inviting us to become part of the mystery. And so we all have a relationship with God, and you know, you've heard this before, it's like a vertical aspect of the cross, but there's also the horizontal. And if God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in relationship, not even God is alone. We humans are created in God's image and likeness to be in relationship, not to be alone. And we live life most fully when we have many healthy and beautiful relationships with others in this world. And so to enter into the fullness of existence, life as it was intended by God, depends on how much we accept and work 
on those relationships. And so if we want to live in God's image, in God's existence, his presence, we also must live in relationship with others. And the first and most sacred relationship we're given in this world is our spouses. When we participate in that relationship, we are participating in the life that God has given and created us for. Now, I know not everyone is married, myself included, but that is the foundation of our society. And that relationship causes us to be more loving and to share that vertical relationship with another human being in a very intimate way so that we can become both more loving and more fully alive. And then that overflows into family, and we are all members of families, some closer than others, but those are sacred relationships. And it is important for parents and for all of us family members, God, grandparents, to really work on strengthening the relationships in our family. We can keep them distant. We can allow hurts to fester, unforgiveness, or we can make amends, ask each other, how is our relationship? How can it be better? To work harder at it, which means to spend time at it. One of the things God gives us in Scripture, and it's alluded to in this Genesis, the first reading from Proverbs, is God gives us a day of recreation, day of rest. The Sabbath is meant to be holy, and it doesn't mean we're only working on our vertical relationship. It's meant that we're supposed to be building our relationships with our family and one another and playing together and enjoying each other's company and growing closer together. And those relationships then go further, not only to our immediate family, but to the family around us, the community of humanity, our church, to go out and to build and establish relationships. There are many people who are lonely, struggling. We can go out and help them. But one thing that we also tend to do that's an error, just like we can make God a concept and he becomes someone who created in our own image and likeness or something that doesn't affect our lives, we can make other people concepts or objects. And we do this a lot these days. We sit home and read our newspapers or see our TV or our computer screens and we objectify people and say that they're conservative, liberal, they're different races, they're this, they're that, and we can begin to hate and distance ourselves from our sisters and our brothers. And only then it's the only way we can commit these acts of violence upon one another that we've seen, dropping bombs on innocent people, shooting, killing. The list goes on. The hatred we hold towards one another that eats us up inside, that locks us in our doors, that isolates us from one another, that makes us either angry and act out or inwardly depressed and suicidal. We are suffering a great sin of being out of relationship not only with God but that affects then one another and so we're called to work hard to build those relationships and we can't hate people or be as prejudiced once we start to know people to get out to roll up our sleeves and share lives with one another this is an important 
part of our existence to live in the life that God has given us. Relationships, the vertical and the horizontal, both sacred. That makes the cross, and in addition, the cross is put into the ground, isn't it? Another relationship that's ruptured these days is our relationship with the planet and all of nature. We continue to neglect her, to exploit her. Oftentimes, we can be healed by going back to nature, spending time in the wonder of God's creation and working together to care for Mother Earth. And so today we're invited into a mystery. The mystery is revealed to us. We can't fully understand it, but God reveals himself as relationship. And the original sin in the Garden of Eden is we fell out of relationship. God used to walk with us in the garden, but we hid ourselves from God. And then Adam and Eve became estranged from one another and from all creation. God has come to restore that relationship, first with God in the vertical, and then with one another in the horizontal, and then with all of creation as we are planted upon this earth. Let us renew the awe and wonder, the mystery of God, recognize that he's revealed to us a great gift, and the more we draw close to God, the richer our relationships and our existence is, not only with God, but one another. And God then shares all the riches of heaven, his love, his virtue, fullness, and peace with us as we become members of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all his adopted children, brothers and sisters of Christ.